And so that silver that is sold by that firm ends up somewhere. The question is, where is it going? Well, hello there, my friends. Rafi here from the Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. And everything is awesome. The world isn't falling apart. We're not close to World War III. And everything we've done since 2020 has made perfect sense. And silver isn't money. This Silver Report is brought to you by Fortuna Silver Mines, symbol FSM. And besides exceeding production guidance for the quarter, I've spotted what might be an inverse head and shoulders bottom here long term on this stock. I'm not a technical analyst, but I do understand inverse head and shoulder bottoms and heads and shoulders tops. We have here what looks like the shoulder in 2015, late 2015 at the bottom of the gold and silver bearer market. And then another shoulder here at $2. We bottomed here at $2 in late 2015, early 2016. Bottomed here at about $2 again just a few weeks ago. And the head would be at the March 2020 crisis, crash, lockdown, craziness, lows. Is this a guarantee of a bottom? No, it never is. But the point is, if you understand the silver market and you want to own silver in the ground and you can handle the volatility of these stocks, we know what is going to happen in the end of this as happens after every monetary crisis in the history of human economics. We've seen how this stock can move about 33% in just a few days when silver appeared to have bottomed a few days ago. Has it? I think so. Is it definitely? Nothing is definite, but this is the type of movement this, these stocks can make. And if that is what you want, then this is the kind of stock that you want. And of course, position size is key. I'm outside in my little booth this week as my house is full of children and quite noisy, and it is the holiday of Sukkot of booths. And that's why I have a booth out here. It's very nice. And I hope you like the background, Jerusalem-like background. It's pretty. Today, we're going to go into where the drains from the Comex are possibly going. I've seen the numbers and they match up. We've seen another enormous drain of about 5% of registered gold from the Comex in a single day this week. And in a past silver report, I went into the math on how real estate can be sold for about 75 ounces of silver. I wanted to go into a possible scenario where that could end up happening. And I want to clarify, I don't think this is going to be the case for months or years at a time. It's not like we're going to live in a world where suddenly you can buy any house you want for 75 ounces of silver for a prolonged period of time. I believe that there will be the peak of a monetary panic that is soon to come. And when that does happen, then it is time to spend your stacks. And so here we have the long-term daily withdrawals and additions to the COMEX and COMEX gold. We'll start with gold today because something happened two days ago that deserves looking at. I have drawn in here a horizontal red line and circled where the withdrawals have touched that red line. Now you can't see here because this goes all the way back to 1970, but two days ago, October 11, three days ago, if you're watching this now, October 13th, three days ago, October 11th, I believe, maybe October 10th, whatever the dates are. And a few days ago, <laughs> there was a massive withdrawal of 477,000 ounces of gold from the COMEX registries. Now that has happened only three times in history of the COMEX, of gold futures trading on the commodity exchange. That was once in 2016, once 
in 2009 and once in 2008. Now, back in those years, it was a one-off occurrence. You had these big influxes of gold in the blue above these long lines here, and they were generally higher than the red lines. So you had influxes and uh, some kind of anomalies, maybe some kind of firm was uh, taking a big ownership position, but it didn't last. But this is coming, this line here, which is at this red line, which you can't see here because it's too smushed, but it's there. This is coming after months of heavy withdrawals from the COMEX and very, very little additions. You can see the blue lines from 2020 have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller, and they are pretty small now, much tinier than they have been, and the trend has been consistent. And now, we'll move to silver. I noticed this last week, and it stands out, and it's a big red flag, literally. Here is the flag. What this shows is the annual additions or withdrawals from all transparent silver funds in the world known, at least cataloged by Gold Charts or Us, which is pretty thorough. Does it have every single one? No, it has the major ones and a lot of the minor ones. It's almost all of it, I would say. And so these are silver that you can actually track, silver stacks that you can track that are backing some kind of certificate or paper fund or whatever it might be includes etfs includes things like the perth mint includes all the things and some of them are honest some of them are not but it's all of the silver together and so we see here that 158.8 million ounces of silver have been liquidated so what does that mean functionally it means that somebody called up their uh, company wherever they're storing silver and said i'm interested in cashing out i want my dollars and so the company sells the silver takes the dollars, gives it to the client, and the client takes the dollars, puts it in their bank account, buys whatever he wants or whatever, does whatever he wants with it. And so that silver that is sold by that firm ends up somewhere. The question is, where is it going? And by the way, this chart you see here in 2020, this humongous influx of paper silver, of physical silver into paper funds of 409.7 million ounces. What does that signify? That signifies that people are saying, oh my gosh, I need exposure to silver. I would like some dollar exposure to silver. So I'm going to put this silver away in some unallocated or allocated or whatever fund or SLV, anything that has silver backing it, supposedly yes or no. And that was the panic then. But now people are bowing out of paper silver saying, I don't want price exposure to silver. I want more dollars, so I'm not going to use silver to get it. These are not people who want silver. They want price exposure to it. And they are giving up. 158.8 million ounces. Keep that number in line. Where is it going? Here is the LBMA. Silver stocks since 2016. See here, I've moused over it, and we are at 871.331 million ounces that is an all-time low we are down here i could check this chart on excel and this is the month-to-month -month withdrawals or additions additions obviously above zero withdrawals below zero and you can see that the withdrawals have intensified the trend is certainly getting more intense as the silver price continues to be suppressed at least the spot price and this physical silver is going off of the lbma at a very quick pace now another five percent gone this month from last month, and that is the second highest withdrawal. I think this is May 2022, which was the highest withdrawal, but this will continue as long as the silver price remains depressed like this. So once again, where is this stuff going? And here we'll go to an article from Reuters, our favorite mainstream media source. This is from a few months ago, August 17th, 
2022 title investment demand to lift India's silver imports to record high by Rajendra Rajadhav. Rajendra Jadhav. That's a great name. Mumbai, August 17th. Reuters, in case you didn't know it was Reuters, it's Reuters. India's silver imports are set to triple in 2022 from a year ago to record highs after a dip in prices to two-year lows spurred investors to bet that the metal was primed for a rebound and could outperform gold in the coming years. Translation, Indians are scared that their currency is going to collapse, so they're buying silver. Higher demand in India, the world's biggest silver consumer, could support global prices. This is trying to make you think that Indians want exposure to paper silver, and so they're importing silver by buying some kind of paper silver fund, and then the paper silver fund is buying this silver and putting it in their funds. But that is probably not the case, because paper silver funds, as we saw from gold charts are us, are liquidating. They are not adding. Higher demand in India, the world's biggest silver consumer, could support global prices. Investment demand has been boosting imports. But here is the key. India's silver imports in 2022 could jump to a record 8,200 tons, Thakkar said. In the first seven months of 2022, silver imports surged to, drumroll, 5,100 tons from just 110 tons during the same period a year ago. And now, how much is 5,100 tons? Well, I did the math, and it is 164 million ounces. Does that number sound familiar? It does to me. You may remember that number from such slides as this one, where we see a withdrawal of 158.8 or about 160 million ounces. That is almost identical to India's imports of 164 million ounces. Am I saying that there's a direct shuttling of all the silver from all these paper funds into India? No, not necessarily. I'm not saying that there's a one-to-one -one thing here, but the fact that paper silver funds are being drained and imports into India are going up about the same amount means that a lot of this stuff, this paper silver, that the silver that was backing paper silver funds that Westerners mostly are no longer interested in because they want dollars. They don't want silver. That's going to India because they want silver. And what could the silverbacks in the US and Australia and Europe or wherever else the silverbacks are, where can they get some good backing in India? There's over a billion people there and they're not totalitarian. And that's great. And I want to go into the possible mechanics of how a house could end up being sold for 75 ounces of silver. And beyond explaining it just historically that this is actually what happened in Weimar in 1923, there is a scenario that looks like it's being set up that could make it actually happen. And it's coming from the U.S. housing market. How so? Well. Let's go to Bloomberg. Now, this article from Bloomberg, written October 10th, 2022, by Tracy Alloway and Joe Wiesenthal. Here's how weird things are getting in the housing market. We're hitting a milestone after milestone in the U.S. And so I highlighted the relevant lines here in blue, because that's a great color. So it says, another possibility is that the housing market just gets weird. James Egan, Morgan Stanley's U.S. housing strategist, recently cut his house price forecast to show year-over-year -year decline in December 23, but he's expecting a fall of just 3%, a far cry from an outright collapse. All right. The problem is we're in uncharted territory. Yes, mortgage rates have shot up, he says, crimping affordability, but at the same time, unlike in the era prior to 2008 and the bursting of the subprime mortgage bubble, 
there are very few forced sellers and therefore very little inventory. And so this analysis, I believe, is probably correct. It answers a burning question. Mortgage rates are now at about 7% and the housing market has not cratered. Why not? How is this possible? And so he answers that question and says that there aren't that many forced sellers. Why not? Well, there aren't many forced sellers probably because the buyers of those houses were incredibly rich and have a lot of liquidity and are not being squeezed as happened with leveraged buyers and house flippers in 2008. So who are these people? What are these parties that have all of this real estate? Well, we know that firms like BlackRock and other huge behemoths with trillions of dollars in assets under management, they went out and they bought a bunch of real estate with all the free money they got from all the COVID printing. And now they have all these houses and they are not in a rush to sell them because they need some kind of a reserve that's a real asset that is in dollars. And so the question is, what will force these firms to sell? What will force a firm like BlackRock to sell a bunch of real estate and what will they sell it for? And so you ask yourself the question, when will BlackRock and others be forced to sell real estate in all of the holdings that they have amassed since 2020? Well, the answer is when the dollar no longer serves as reliable liquidity because the currency is dying. In a world where the dollar no longer buys much, the liquidity that firms will need, that people will need, is money itself, which is gold and silver. Gold for the banks or the huge firms like BlackRock and silver for the publics, I say over and over again. So gold and silver are liquidity. And in a world where the dollar no longer functions, they are the prime liquidity. One thing that those who laugh at gold bugs and silverbacks, what they don't understand, they come at us with the question, try to go into a store, a supermarket, your local pharmacy or whatever, and buy something with a gold coin or a silver coin or whatever. See if it works. Well, the retort is true. It probably won't work because the cashier or the clerk will say, what is that? I don't really know how much that it's worth. And I can't do that because my boss will fire me or fine me or won't understand. And I can't do something that's not authorized. So it probably won't work, but it might work because you might have someone behind the counter that understands the value of a silver or gold coin. However, what I can guarantee you will not work is go into a store any retail store at a time when dollars can no longer be exchanged for any amount of gold or silver and try to buy something with your dollars. I can guarantee you 100% it will not work. Once the exchange rate between gold and silver and dollars becomes infinite, then dollars can no longer buy anything. So therefore, what are you doing when you go into a store and you are exchanging dollars for stuff? You're exchanging the gold or silver value of those dollars for stuff. You might not realize it, but that is what you're doing. And so if those dollars have no gold or silver value, then the only liquidity that's actually left to use to institute a division of labor is physical gold or silver itself. When the dollar no longer serves as functional liquidity and the public at that point will run after silver. When their dollars no longer work and they need to buy food, they will try to acquire silver with anything that they can get it from, including their labor, which means silver will be money, in order to reestablish a division of labor. And that's when the silverbacks have to help out and save these people. And it is that point 
when all these houses, all this real estate gets dumped on the market for liquidity that actually works because BlackRock needs it, and so do the other Wall Street firms, that is when, for a very brief time, it is possible that real estate will go, the average house could go for about 75 ounces of silver. This is Rafi of The Endgame Investor. If you enjoyed this video, sign up to my YouTube channel. It hasn't been active this week because I'm in the middle of a holiday here, so I haven't had much time. But I will get back to videos next week. Possibly tomorrow I can get one off because a lot of crazy things have been happening. I got to say something. Or you can join my Patreon for as little as $3 a month to get a biblical perspective on what is happening in the monetary and economic and governmental realms. This is Rafi, The Endgame Investor, and I'll see you guys next week.